you and your team have had a great accomplishment. Your company is now on the right track, and there's a sense of pride in what you all have done. Everyone is congratulating you. So how do you react? Do you nod and say thank you? Do you acknowledge your teammates for their contributions? Or do you choose to boast and take sole credit for yourself? Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Paradigm Switch podcast with our hosts, Avon and Alex. We seek to encourage our heavenly family in Christ to renew their minds and to think right side up. The key to victory is knowledge, and it is our hope that through sharing our personal testimonies, struggles, and triumphs, it will help you continue your walk with Christ. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ, but in order for us to emerge anew, we first have to think anew. Enjoy the episode. Well, hello, everybody, and a happy Thanksgiving to you all, because it is Thanksgiving here in the United States. Finally, thank God. It's my favorite <laughs> holiday of the year, Thanksgiving, so I can eat whatever I want. Nathan <laughs> <laughs> has been uh, going up into the fight uh, on Saturday. He had been really uh, having to go on a diet, and it was really harsh, so he is very happy it is Thanksgiving today. Yes, I am I am going to eat my heart's desires. I'm going to dive into everything. I think this is actually the first Thanksgiving where I am actually being the person proactive get desserts, because that's the <laughs> one thing I'm really craving lately is desserts, so I'm going to go pick up me a huge bag of Skittles, a huge um, box of cookies, and ice cream, and I'm going to enjoy myself, and I think I deserve it. So apparently, the life of an MMA fighter is very difficult. It's very difficult. I mean, it's a love-hate relationship with food. You hate it because it can hold you back, and then you love it because that's all you're craving. So you need the energy because you spend hours at the gym. Like, I think there was one day where I calculated I spent four and a half hours at the gym. So imagine all the calories I burned. So, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with food. But, hey, you won, so it's it's what matters. Yes, so that's all that matters. And I wish that it had, uh, had worked out because he didn't do so well <laughs> on Saturday. Well, oh, well, not my problem. Well, yeah, so move on and better luck the next time, I suppose. But anyway, it is Thanksgiving, and we haven't given the intro yet. So my name is Alex. I'm one of your co-hosts for the Paradigm Switch podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Avon. Yo, yo, yo. And just uh, give us a follow on social media. Thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, give us a follow on our Facebook or on Instagram. Like, follow, share. We're also on all the listening platforms, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., so, uh, and if you also want to drop a comment in our comment section on any of those social media pages, please do so because we'll respond and we'd like to hear your feedback. Exactly. Uh, so I think also, this is so strange, you know, I was here um, the past week, I didn't have to travel anywhere. And I think this is the first time I've given an intro on this in some weeks. So it's, it's yeah, very strange. It's been a very um, busy time period for you because I feel I, like I told you, I don't even know your schedule anymore. I can't even keep up if you're in town or, you know, in in an, on a plane or what's going on with you. I feel like in this season you've been in and out, in and out, in and out, but it's okay. It's been working out. You've been you've been um, hitting the different states and getting some good food. Yes, I've now gotten to 26 states this year. <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of travel. And um, I heard we had a new intro. Yes. So I will we'll give a shout out to my friend Genevieve who helped us out and um, did an intro. She has a very lovely voice. I hope the audience loved her voice. And I thought it would be a nice break from hearing um, a guy's voice. <laughs> and yeah. so it gives a nice little, um, like, a, you know, a shout out to the ladies, a nice uh, feminine touch to it and a nice calming voice to it. I see. So well, I appreciate uh, it, Genevieve. 
Yeah, thank you. And uh, so again, it is Thanksgiving. So last year on this podcast, we talked about the concept of Thanksgiving Little T on Thanksgiving Big T. Uh, And this year, we thought we'd discuss uh, a related topic, which is the importance of humility in a person's life. Ooh, you know, I don't think a lot of people like to talk about humility. No, I don't think a lot of people do either. It's kind of a over uh, overlooked aspect of the walk with God, or maybe it is a neglected one. And there we go. It's a neglected, it's a neglected one. one because it's something that everyone knows they're supposed to do, but maybe it might be hard to put that into practice. Anyway, we're going to talk about this today. So humility, because we like to do uh, definitions, define all our terms beforehand, so everyone's on the same page. It is a modest view of one's own importance. Therefore, it is the opposite of pride, uh, which is an inflated view of oneself, and thus uh, humility can be difficult to achieve, in part because I think pride is the default state of humanity. Well, the question comes about, so you said a modest view. What is a, I mean, what, what in your opinion, what's a modest view of one's importance? Like, how do you gauge that? What's a modest view of one's importance? I think it's an objective view. I think it's where you can, you know, look at yourself and, you know, you don't have to undersell yourself mm-hmm. because I don't think that's what humility is. But you have to be able to accurately judge where you fall in the grand scheme of things. And so when you're talking about a, a job, for instance, you would have to assess what is my actual importance to this position this company am i am i really doing as great as i can or am i just really one of those cogs in the wheel yeah yeah, someone else could do what i can do and and it's just acknowledging i think i think it's factual you know it's uh it's not like saying oh oh no don't praise me because i don't deserve that i mean that that's because I think I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know. Can can man be able to have a real modest view of themselves unless the Holy Ghost really reveals it to them? Uh, no, I think that would be difficult. I think it's really the Holy Ghost that really reveals unto the believer to say like, "Hey, you're stepping to the territory of being too arrogant, or you're underselling yourself," like you said. Because I think some people don't realize that um pride can i remember i heard a message years ago and it talked about you know most times when we think about pride we think pride of overselling yourself and basically that message was showing it's underselling yourself because that's pride is to think of yourself and you're because you're still focusing on yourself but you're you're focusing on yourself in a lower standard yeah and so it was a really interesting sermon um i had um gone to it and um listened to it it was really it was really good because there's a there's a high and low when it comes to pride and so but how would you describe the words, world's viewpoint of humility? Because there's a God's viewpoint of humility, and then there's a world's viewpoint of humility. And obviously, we're going to focus on the God's viewpoint of humility. But what is the world's, how does the world view humility? I think that the world views humility is something that people should do. Like, they think it's a, it's a nice thing because, uh, you know, when you get praised went from like the media or whatever you always hear about athletes like oh no it was a team effort you know i was just one part of the whole thing and and people really like this they they like that attitude that teamwork attitude or what have you Mm -hmm. Uh, but i don't think most people are humble and, uh, and so not being humble seems to be more and more the norm and more and more accepted by society and and humble people really are kind of given like a, a little bit of a pedestal almost to be like, oh, why can't you be more like this person? Why can't you be more like that person? 
um, instead of, you know, the raucous, loud, brash person who praises him or herself all the time. So you're saying that you think the world wants someone who's loud and kind of... No, no, I don't. I think that this is what the world is used to, Mm -hmm. but I think the world does praise those who are humble and they do value humility still. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I think being humble in the world's view, they see it as being passive. Um, They assume that a humble person is someone who does not stand up for themselves, you know, viewed as weak, quiet, someone who isn't going to cause kind of any problems especially when they find out you're a believer. Now, I've run into this, especially when people have found out I'm a believer, whether at the gym or at, um, at, um, at work or whatever it is, you know, you know, they have this false, they have a false image of Jesus being, you know, this kind of pushover or someone who just was quiet and didn't like ruffle any feathers or anything like that. But if you really know scriptures, you really know Jesus was very direct. He was very straightforward and he let people know the truth, whether it hurt your feelings or not. He was very straightforward in his in his answers and how he approached things and he was very bold and very vocal but he also said at the same time he said i am a humble he always he said he you know the bible says that jesus was humble and he was meek but at the same time it's kind of like different than what the world views a believer or christian should be so people have like used that to flip it in my face and say because my natural personality is kind of direct it's kind of um straightforward and people have used that at me and saying oh you're not walking like jesus you're not humble you know you you know you should be quiet and you shouldn't take revenge on people people say something you should turn the other cheek it's like "Mm, i don't think you really know what true humility is and they're, I, they're true about not taking revenge. I don't take revenge in the sense of like I'm punching somebody, but I will stand up for myself and say, please don't speak to me that way. You know, mm-hmm. I will not tolerate you speaking to me that way. And even when I said it like that, I've had a person tell me, excuse me, like I've never heard a Christian like talk back to me. And I'm like, well, you're getting one today. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and you know, I always remind them when they try to throw the Jesus thing, you know, Jesus was meek and mild. I'm like, Forget not, he did flip over some tables and get a whip out. So he, he did. He did flip over the tables. He did. He, you know, yeah. let's, let's not get things confused. Not saying I'm going to go out there and flip tables and start whipping at people, <laughs> but I'm just saying that there is a there is a difference or a balance between like being passive in the sense of like you know not fighting people and being vengeful, but at the same time standing up for yourself. And I don't let people of the world define how a Christian humility should be. Because it, it, right. it can be very confusing and very taxing if you let the world or unbelievers who aren't even in the Bible, it's kind of like a doctor letting someone who works in on cars comment to him how to be a doctor. It's like, hold up, you have no understanding, you have no knowledge of anything. So yeah. that's kind of my experience. No, and it's true. And I think there is definitely a difference between what God defines as humility and, and what these other people seem to think it might mean. Um, and, I, and I don't think humility is just taking stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's case at all. I think uh, humility is... Uh, not becoming proud in the face of your successes Mm -hmm. and remembering the help that you got along the way. And ultimately, and yes, you did. You might say, oh, no, I didn't have any human help. Well, maybe that's true, but you did have God's help because he gave you all the skills to succeed. You always should be thanking him for every success you have. That's the mark of humility, um, as I think it's defined in Scripture. It's not this, oh, oh, weak, just take take this, take whatever that person says. No, it's not that. 100%. Um, so I, I think agree. you're right. Um, now, the question is, why is it important for us as believers to be humble 
And I think the answer to this is because God emphasizes humility throughout Scripture. And I just have a few examples Mm -hmm. to illustrate this point. Colossians 3.12, Paul tells us, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And Peter tells us in 1 Peter 3.8, that finally all of you be like-minded, sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. So it just keeps going on and on. Uh, from Jesus' mouth himself, he says, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Uh, so this is like, don't be boasting, being humble. This is uh, in Matthew 6, 2, the ser- uh, Sermon on the Mount. And in Philippians 2, 3, Paul tells us, uh, again, you know, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humidi- hum- humility, value others above yourselves. And even in the Old Testament, um, you know, when God is speaking to the prophets, he says things like this. So in 2 Chronicles 7.14, he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them of their sin and I will heal their land. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says the humble get the help. And... Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's something I use when I'm praying all the time. I always say, like, God, I'm humbling myself before you, and you said in your word, if I humble myself, I'll receive help. And so, and you know, and I think some people, you know, sometimes when I talk to people, I think they think God's just going to do stuff for them just because he's God and he sees that you have a problem. But no, you have to have humility in operating and working with God. You need to ask him, be humble, be humble enough to say, I can't do it on my own and I need your help. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that segues into the next part of this, I think, very well, which is I think there are three types of humility, or you can break it down into three different types. There's humility with God, uh, humility with other people, and then humility with Mm -hmm. oneself. And you hit it right on the nose when you said you have to be humble before God. This is essential to the Christian walk. Uh, Humbling yourself before God, this is casting away your self-pride. This is admitting you cannot walk life on your own. This is admitting that you're a flawed individual and that you need him in your life. And this is really important. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right when you say we need to approach God uh, being humble. And and even just the act of approaching him, uh, you know, can be humbling to some people. Some mm-hmm. people choose never to approach him because they're too proud for even that. So yeah. Now, what areas do we specifically need God for that we need to humble ourselves for? Because, you know, most people just think salvation, but are there yeah. other areas that we need to be, you know, humble? Yeah, so, yeah, salvation is the important one, being humble enough to admit to God that I need a Savior. That's the stepping stone to salvation. But then once you become a believer, if you're like me, you quickly realize that you need God in literally every area of your life or else you're not going to do so well. Yeah. And so I would say I constantly am in need of God every hour, every day, every minute. Uh, and it doesn't matter what part of my life that is in, whether it's my professional life or my personal life or what I do in my leisure, you know, I do need him. I need to be anchored by him. And I want to make sure that I am with him in every step of every area of my life. Cause you know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, in Jude, it says the scripture to him who is able to keep you from falling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about just, you know, trying to walk the Christian life is so hard. We have so many temptations out there. You have so many, you know, bad influences, all these kind of things trying to bring you down. If you think you can do it on your own, I mean, you're sadly mistaken. And, you know, yeah. 
it, it's, it's some people think, you know, all they need is just Jesus just to, you know, get into heaven. And then, and, you know, they don't need, you know, anything else from God. You know, they can just live the Christian life on their, life on their own. And I found myself as I've like gotten deeper in the word and, you know, deeper, you know, I'm saying deeper in quotations, but, you know, like deeper in the word or spiritual, you know, I've learned that, hey, I can't do this on my own. My flesh is weak. As Jesus said, when he told his disciples, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes. So you need God literally to help you in all aspects and him helping you in your salvation will branch out to helping you in your personal career, all that kind of stuff, all different aspects and branches of your life. So you need him for everything. Yes. Now, that is not to say that you need to adopt a whole bunch of rules mm-hmm. to, to say that I need him in every day. Because I, as we talked about in the last few weeks, you know, the Christian life is really one of walking free of the chains of sin and bondage, not exchanging those chains for chains of legalism, which I think could be a bit of a concern. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, when the person says, oh, I need God every day, which, so then I, I have to do X, I have to do Y, I have to do Z, I have to follow rule A and rule B and rule C and rule D and rule E and rule F, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now they're just chained to these rules, and they're not free, and they're not happy, and they're not content. They're just mm-hmm. afraid of hell, essentially, is what it is. Exactly. And I think you mentioned that you kind of understand where this comes from. Well, I remember when I was younger, I used to, um, well, not younger, but, you know, when I started to, like, you know, learn about the word of God and try to grow in my faith and stuff, you get overwhelmed with hearing so many things of what you can and cannot do in the Bible. <laughs> At least that's what I felt like. I kept reading about don't do this and don't do this, and so you're trying to do this and be on your best behavior all the time. At least this is for me. You get on the, you know, try to be on your best behavior. You know, like I read that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't say this and you you should do this. And you're trying to just constantly keep up with all the quote unquote rules. And so it becomes overwhelming that you forget salvation is free and that salvation is not dependent on your work. Salvation is really dependent on Christ. And this is why I think it's a factor where it's hard for people to become believers in Christ in the first place. Because salvation in Jesus, it humbles you to say, I need a savior. I'm doomed on my own. And for some people, that is really hard to say. For them to say, like, I can't do it on my own. I've never been a person that's really, for me to say, like, I need help. I've never been hard to say that, even with man or even with God. But I know some people have that stronghold where it's hard for them to let down that pride to say, I need help. Alongside another aspect of salvation is just realizing um, also, this is, well, this might be jumping into another area of humility, but I think it fits for salvation because, you know, we're saying that salvation, you have to humble yourself to say, God, I need help. And also I think what blocks people because they're not humble enough to say, I need a savior because that makes me equal with other people. Mm. Cause you know, sometimes we like to judge other people and say, I'm better than Alex or I'm better than this person. I'm better than this person. But if you truly understand Jesus and the work he did, Jesus is the great equalizer to say everyone is at this level. Right. Because you're not above me, so you're all down at this level. So you all need me to rise up. And so some people like to lure that over people to say, oh, I'm better than so-and-so, and I'm better than so-and-so. So, But, you know, Jesus is the great equalizer. And yeah, I agree with that. Maybe that was jumping a little bit ahead, but that's all right, because uh, you're correct. Uh, there are people who... There are people, Christians with this mindset that are like, oh, my sins, they're not as bad as that person's, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm a better man or woman than they are. Like, and this is not the right mindset because all sins are equal mm-hmm. before God. And if you've sinned one time, you are as doomed to hell as the rest of the people who have sinned hundreds of exactly. times. Exactly. It's exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, the same person who's like going to prison. Yeah, you might have stole a piece of candy, but you're going to jail just like the person who 
you know, blew up a building. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's no, di- I mean, it's different in a sense of like damage, but you're still going to jail. Yeah. You're yeah. still in trouble. <clears throat> you still need a savior. As you, and as you said, it is an important point to note that works don't save you. Only uh, Christ's grace and belief through him does as Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 tells us. And I think if this is important because when we start to boast about what we've been doing and the good things we've been doing, that can lead to bad circumstances, as Matthew 23, 12 warns us. You know, God pulls the rug out of the proud people's lives sometimes. Certainly in my case, uh, when I was younger and was only a pseudo-Christian, as mm-hmm. I call it, I knew him in my head, not really my heart. He literally tore down my sense of self-worth <laughs> to help me understand just how much I needed him. Mm-hmm. It was a traumatic experience. I don't recommend this. It is best for you to accept humility now than to have it forced upon you later. Well, I think when we're doing this journey with God, we're all doing a journey with God where we learn how to trust God and we learn how to operate in his way. So we all have to go through different experiences. and Because I went through that same thing where God humbled me to have like a slow um, low beginnings in life and to trust him for literally everything. Because I remember adulthood, I felt like adulthood was just crashing down on me all at once. And so God really had to like, had to like teach me. And, Cause at first I thought, you know, all these years since I was a kid, I've been a Christian and surely like God's going to give me this abundant life quick and fast. And I'm just going to live, you know, feet up and everything's going to be great. But I really started life at humble beginnings and starting lowly and rising up slowly. And that really taught me not only it taught me how to trust God and it trust, it taught me that I'm no better than anybody else that I could, you know what, that God's in charge of my life. So if God wants me to be here or he wants me to be there, he's in control of my life and I need to humble myself and submit to his will and to submit to where he places me at. And then where, wherever I'm at, I need to, you know, have a good attitude. I need to, you know, behave properly and all these kinds of kinds of things. And, you know, speaking of arrogancy, I was thinking of a humbling situation is Nebuchadnezzar because Nebuchadnezzar thought he was hot. She was the hot stuff. And God quickly, quickly brought that down. And he, I think he was out there for five years acting like an animal and looked like an animal. He said his um, claw, his nails grew out. He got hair all over his body. He lost his mind for five years. So don't play with God. No, and so the audience might be asking, well, I don't want any of that to happen, so how do I uh, become humble? How can I do this? And I think uh, a really good starting point can be found in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, where Paul tells us a spirit of humility is to be thankful uh, for what you have and to give thanksgiving to God. So here we are, a little Mm -hmm. thanksgiving once again. And I think uh, this is really important. This has helped me. I mean, it sounds so cliche, and I know I've said this before on the show, but really just counting your blessings, especially if you live in the West, mm-hmm. especially if you live in the West, it can be really easy to overlook certain blessings that we have because we take them for granted every day, like uh, air conditioning and heating in the United States or food or clean drinking water, things of that nature. Where not everybody has that. And we have to really be uh, mindful of this. And, and when we get these bouts of arrogance or these bouts of envy or what have you, we need to be thankful. Now, how do we, we display this thankfulness? Is this just me walking around my house saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus? Or like, how do you display this action of Thanksgiving? I don't think, how do you do it? I do thank Jesus. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, when I, in the mornings or in the evenings, when I go before him in prayer, I will thank him. Mm-hmm. I'll start each of my prayers and like, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that I have been able to do blah, blah, blah. And just just 
thank him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a way of of humbling yourself and knowing, you know, I only have any of this because he was good enough to give them to me and I don't deserve them. I don't deserve them. Yeah. Uh, but he blessed them with me anyway and he deserves thanks for that. And that's a good point. I do the same thing. I'm, I'm always like when I pray, I always tell focus on the things I'm thankful for. And I think it's important to watch your thoughts when you start getting those complaining attitudes or yep. those complaining thoughts. You got to catch yourself and say, nope, I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to focus on the things that I do have. Yeah, I, I agree. And and you know what? God is pleased when you walk in humility with him as Proverbs 22, 4 tells us. So this this is a, a promise from him, essentially, that he is going to be pleased when we decide to humble ourselves before him. So mm-hmm. this is really, really uh, important aspect of our walk. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the next part? So we talked about humility before God. So now we're going to get into humility before who now? Other people. Okay. Okay. And as you said, this is important. We don't want to have that bad judging kind of mindset. Um, have you ever struggled with like judging people or like not being hu- like humble with others? You know, uh, humble with others. I, I wouldn't say so. I, I don't think that I, eh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think I struggled with that. What I will say is I have struggled at uh, recently, very recently, actually, mm-hmm. you know, um, over the last few years, it's been a, a newer thing about uh, the fact that they're that, that keeping in mind that uh, other people's sins, which I think are really awful, are just as bad as my own, okay. which I don't think are quite as awful. Mm-hmm. And and so it can be extremely frustrating. Um, and, and I have caught myself thinking, you know what, these people, they're so evil and just awful, like, you know, and, and, and then I have to remember, you know what, if you had not been, um, had what you did, you know, when you were younger, you were a teenager, you could be just as lost as these other people. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be saying that you're better than these people because, because that's not true. And you're just as guilty as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have to remind myself about that occasionally you know <laughs> humility around other people has been something i mean i will say looking back god has really broken that down in my life because i, I wouldn't say so much i was an arrogant person i guess i guess i was i guess i was an arrogant person um especially when i was younger um i would if you weren't as quick because i'm always a quick person like i'm a quick learner i'm a quick person and so if you were slower than me i already judged you that you were like less or like incompetent Mm. and so like i wasn't humble i was like there's something wrong with you like get out of the way or something like of along those lines i have gotten a lot better and actually i've gotten a lot sensitive lately god has made me much more sensitive with others to think about not only their feelings but to understand people's differences and all that kind of stuff so that has been so if anyone out there who struggles in that area of being less patient with people or less understanding with people jesus can help you because surely enough he's helped me to be a lot more understanding with people um and being patient and like i said like i said early in the show about those um humble beginnings got put me in that in a place where I had to learn that thing because I can't represent him, you know, in the earth and, you know, say God is love. And then I have no patience for people who are different than me. So, you know, that's, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, that, that is true. Empathy and understanding of others and, and having patience with them is important part of the Christian walk. And that, that part I have known for, for a while. I think the, the struggle with me is when people do not, uh, uh, demonstrate any kind of remorse for their bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And then I have less patience yeah. for that, which is not a good thing, by the way. But that, like I said, this uh, thing with me and, and these trying to juggle, you know, my 
past guilt versus what is going on now in other people's lives. That's that's the struggle right mm-hmm. now for me. Um, but certainly when it comes to boasting about myself and my accomplishments, I don't do that. So that's good because James 4.16 tells us, take care not to boast of yourself, mm-hmm. right? So people don't like that kind of arrogance, I don't think. Um, and I found, especially when you're in team efforts, you've got to give credit when it's due. That, that's, that's if important. all the teammates do the work. Right. When it's due. Yes. When, it's, when due. it's due. I have never had a, I'm, I'm just saying, because I've never had a group project or a team project where it was an actual balanced <laughs> amount of effort done between people. But I'm just throwing a little humor in there. <laughs> I've just never had a group project where it actually all worked out, where everyone did their work um, equally. But if you did, if, if it's out there, Yes, share share the glory between all of you. And also, I would say you want to be gracious in accepting praise when others give it. Again, humility is not underselling yourself. You don't mm-hmm. have to totally reject praise from others when you get it and it's well-deserved. But you can be humble. You can just say, oh, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. You don't have to gloat. You don't have to say, oh, no, I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. You just have to say thank you. Uh, and how do we how do we get here? You know, we got to think before we speak. And I think the other thing is to treat others as we would like to be treated. Yeah. And I think like, you, you know, there's a scripture that talks about don't think more highly than you ought to mm-hmm. and stuff. And really, we really humility between one another is what we really need. I mean, think of all the problems that we see, you know, in, all over our world. If someone would have been humble enough to say, I'm no better than somebody else, that would have involved a lot of murders, a lot of wars, a lot of issues, a lot of strife all yeah. over the centuries. If we would have had a real look to say, I'm no better than somebody else. We're all equal and stuff. And I just really want to emphasize this, um, being humble with others, you know, really learning to understand. Cause you were, you know, we were both talking about where we struggled in the whole aspect of humility between people, but really understanding the flaws and mistakes of people. And I think that's something God really had to open my eyes to see, you know, just as God gives me mercy and grace to make mistakes, we have to have that same mercy and grace for other people, even if they make mistakes. Like you were saying, when you see other people make sins and all that kind of stuff, God has that same mercy and stuff for us. Just like the parable where Jesus taught about the, um, about forgiveness, where he said about the servant who didn't forgive, even though he received forgiveness, we need to have that same attitude when we're, you know, dealing with other people and being humble before them to realize like, you know, they're people too. the, you know, the whole, all of mankind has fallen to the sin nature because of Adam. And that includes people outside of the faith, even people in the faith, they still mess up, you know, believers still mess up. So we're all liable and, you know, able to make a mistake and have the grace and mercy to allow. I think that's something God has really opened up my eyes to do that, to allow people to make mistakes. Because I was a really stickler about that. And I was really mean about that, where I wouldn't allow people to make mistakes. I always felt like people had to be perfect. And I put that pressure on people, but true humility of humility with other people is to understand that's a person. And that person is able to make mistakes or has the capacity to make mistakes. So I'm not going to hold them to that high stake level of being perfect because God doesn't even hold them that way. Who am I to put that pressure on them and realize in judging other people, you know, if it wasn't like this, you know, that statement is true. If it wasn't for the grace of God, that could have been you. Yeah, that's true. And so just having that real realization and, you know, that is what helps you walk in humility for other with other people. It's just realizing, hey, it's just realizing, hey, people are people too. Just like how you make mistakes by accidents and you say, oh, God, please forgive me. You know, that person makes mistakes as well. That is a good point. And yes, that's really important to keep in mind. And I, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And it's 
what as I think I said earlier, as I try to remember that you know I have fallen short as well, and to keep that in mind, uh, and that I'm not any better than any other person, right? Mm-hmm. Even though I've gotten my act put together in a lot more ways than it used to be. Yeah. So, but still, we all still have struggles with sin, even though we're in Christ. The temptations are always going to be there, and that's uh, important to know. So, I think that. Uh, I think that, though, rounds out that part of mm-hmm. humility. So we can talk about the last type of humility, which is humility with oneself. And I think sometimes, you know, we can be blind to our own pride. I, I think from observing other people who I've met and speaking to them, they come across as extremely, uh, well, they, they think they are intelligent. They think that they know what they're talking about. They think that they know all the answers and they're totally ignorant. And I don't even think they know this. And I, and I think they don't know that they sound so proud and they don't, they sound so arrogant. I don't think they even know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, it can be hard for us to come to this realization. So what we need to do is we need to pray and say, God, please expose any pride or arrogance in my life so that I can uproot this and, you know, I've argued, arguably, I'd say pride is, you know, perhaps the most dangerous sin that anyone can have. It can lead to a lot of terrible things. I feel things. like every sin starts off with the root of pride. That's just my opinion, but that's for another discussion. I feel like every sin starts off with pride. Well, yeah, it's very, very dangerous. I don't, I don't yeah, that'd be an interesting discussion offline to have after this. Uh, but... Um, we have to, one thing I do to try and keep myself humble is to remind myself that I deserve death, nothing more. And it's only God's mercy and grace that saved me from this path. And the way to look at that is when, I've, when you realize that you are in fact on death row except for the grace of God, it really puts things into perspective and it's, it teaches us to be grateful. It allows more for a spirit of thanksgiving. It, it allows us to be more uh just uh, it's a humbling concept you know Mm -hmm. that that without god what are we yeah yeah we're 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 nothing we're lost we're nothing and i think it's also important to know when to ask for help when it's needed a lot of people struggle with asking for help again this is a pride problem it is okay to ask for help it is okay to struggle through things there is nothing shameful in this as long as you can say you've given your best and if you need help ask there's nothing wrong with this and as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, we want to help other people. You don't have to fear, uh, hopefully, a believer rejecting you and mm-hmm. asking for help. That that would not be, in my mind, the right path for that believer to take. I, I've, I've felt that sometimes where it's hard for me to ask another believer for, for help or assistance with that because you never know how they're going to judge you. And then, other, some, and then other believers sometimes are not at like a high level you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of factors into it, but I understand why some people might, you know, be slow or lax to reach out to another believer, but we should, we should ask for help. Maybe go to your pastor or some leader at the church yeah. who will be able to help you out if you find yourself with a, with a situation. But when I think about like humility, when it comes to oneself, I kind of, I, I see the, so I see what you're saying that in the sense of like, we need not to have too pride of ourselves of highness of ourselves. But one of the definitions I've heard about humility is it's a proper and balanced assessment of oneself. So that's one definition I've heard of um, what humility is, that it's a proper and balanced, and the key word to me is balance, assessment of oneself. 
Um, so yes, without God, we are nothing and we're lost. Yet now, this is for the believers, yet now that we have returned to God through Christ, we need to put on that new man, as the Bible says, and walk in boldness and confidence. A lot of Christians, you know, walk in condemnation and walk in this vague feeling of, oh, I don't deserve anything and all that kind of stuff. But however, once you've received Christ, you are now a new creature. You are now a new creature. And the old has passed away. The new has come. So be humble enough to accept the gift and the new identity that you now have put on through Christ. Oh, so you're saying that there is pride involved if you don't believe you're worthy of this. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you've heard some Christians. I hate this saying, I hear it all the time and people post it on my Facebook. They post it on stories all the time. And they say this, this saying that's like, Oh, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, that, I've, I've heard that. I hate that. What you should say is I was not. I am. Cause am is a present tense. I was an old sinner saved by grace, but now I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. It's actually an insult, in my opinion, to view yourself lower than what God has called you because essentially you're calling him a liar. God has called you amazing things in the Bible saying you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You're an ambassador of Christ. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're a son of God. You're a member in the household of God. All these amazing things, but people, some Christians just want to say, oh, no, 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 that's not who I am. Yes, that's who you are. You have now taken on a new identity in Christ. You're no longer that old ratchet haven. You're now, <laughs> I'm now like, I'm now, you know, the Bible actually says in um, 1 John, I believe it's in the fourth chapter, 1 John, it says, as Jesus is, so are we now in this world. So that's present tense. That's as Jesus, as Jesus is, so are we now in this world. So that's taking on a new identity, taking on a new view of yourself. So you need to change your mind, change your mind, paradigm switch, and view yourself as God views you, and be humble enough to accept that new identity that you have in Christ. So God is very clear about after you've received Christ, who you are in Him. Yeah, you're right. First John four four, you are from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that this is how I see it when I think of humility of oneself, especially for the believers, because you know, you know, as a pastor's kid, you know, I see things from a leadership leadership position, and I see what people go through um, within the church, and this is a struggle that I see that happens in the church is a is a identity crisis, or they have this false thing of saying that they they aren't they aren't the things that the God has already said they are. They need to accept themselves and receive the new man and new identity of who they are. And that's where the balance is about not underselling yourself, which perhaps I still have a tendency to do, maybe. Um, but you're correct. We are a new person in Christ, and, and we, shouldn't, we shouldn't say, I am a sinner. I agree with that. Yeah. That's not the right. I see it uh, all the time right. on my Facebook, and I want to just, like, comment. I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to get in that argument. I'm not going to deal with that. But, <laughs> yeah, the, you know, we're now the righteousness of God in Jesus. Christ. If you've accepted him, you are now the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You have amazing things now. You're now a new creature. Yeah, and you know what? When we do walk with biblical humility, um, we do receive some promises from God, and I'll just go through them every a few of them here. So he's going to save us when we ask for help. He tells us in uh, Psalm 18.27 when we are humble enough to go before him and ask for help. He is also going to guide us when we are humble enough 
to admit that we need his, his guidance, as Psalm 25, 9 tells us. And he's going to give us grace, James 4, 6 tells us, if we are uh, humble in him. He'll also give us wisdom, as Proverbs eleven two tells us, and give us honor, as Proverbs fifteen thirty three tells us. Now, this is interesting because this kind of honor that is defined here in Proverbs is not the same type of honor that people might think of as here on earth. Uh, honor is... I think, biblically defined as living a righteous life. That is what is honorable to God. It is not fighting a bunch of people and being the best that you can be or anything like that. That's a more earthly concept. That's not correct. That's not what this kind of honor we are promised is if we walk with humility with God. Mm-hmm. Proverbs, this is uh, godly honor by living righteously. Um, Jesus tells us in Matthew 18 that, those who are humble, those who serve others, are going to have an honored place in heaven. And in James 4.10, James tells us that God will lift up the humble. So those are things to hold on to. It does pay to be humble. It does. It does. It saves and, you embarrassment. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, nothing, nothing, it's really uh, bothers me, arrogant people. They, arrogant people who are extremely ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially the lesson of the Bible teaches humble yourself before God has to humble you. Yep. And so personally speaking, this happened to me when I was younger. And I think when God has to humble you, this is always a traumatic experience. This is never a fun thing. It is a storm in life. You don't want this to happen to you. It is better for you to humble yourself of your own accord and go to him. And he is gracious. And it's much better to go that route Mm -hmm. than to have the floor ripped out from under you. (laughs) So trust me, that's not a good feeling. Uh But I think uh, that wraps up our Thanksgiving episode. Do you have anything you want to uh, add on before? No, I just wanted to wish. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. You know, do something fun with your friends and family, loved ones. Eat some good food. My favorite meal to eat is mac and cheese. So I'm going to be diving into some good mac and cheese. So, but no, I really enjoyed this episode of humility and talking about remaining humble um, between God, ourselves, and with our fellow man. Yeah, Ben. On that uh, note. I'm going to go get some turkey and some pumpkin pie. So our uh, we thank you for listening to this Thanksgiving episode of The Paradigm Switch. Uh, we want you to uh, flip your thinking to think right side up and, and follow you know, what the Lord says and just get you to that, that next level of faith, You know, going from the, the less mature to the more mature believer and offering any encouragement we can because this is hard. It certainly is. Um, So next uh, week, we are going to be talking about a a topic that has come up more and more recently that has given me some alarm and even too. It is about the siren song of universalism. Uh, So just stay tuned next week uh, to hear us talk about that. So on that note, I hope our listening audience enjoys listening to the Paradigm Switch. Stay tuned for any next announcements and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Paradigm Switch podcast. We hope that you have learned something new for your everyday life. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to tell your friends about the Paradigm Switch too. For more information on past or future episodes, please follow the Paradigm Switch podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tune in for our episode next week as we continue renewing our minds to think right side up.